G'day, welcome to Radio Nodes, where those in music talk life and those in life chat music and more. I'm John Murch, the producer and host. Good to be with you. Today, a conversation that was recorded back in July of 2020, and a new single has also been released since we chatted, but uh, more about that at the end. Back in 2017, one of the last true songs that grabbed at me before I left live radio was a song called Mine. That was back in February of 2017. But where has Alaska been since that song? Well, she's had a tune called Calling Out My Name featured on Dynasty and the Marvel Runaway series. But now a brand new tune, a pop banger you could say, has dropped. It's called I Will Do Anything. Alaska, welcome to Radio Notes. Thank you for having me. It's been a little while since the release of Mine and that was such a deep, and moving song. I'm sure you've moved on from it, but those lyrics, you're a cannibal, you eat my heart out, did grab all the emotions at once. So let me just ask, what's the ride been like since 2017 to now, to the new single, I Will Do Anything? It's definitely been a crazy one. I think as an artist, you always grow and and change your style a little bit as you, as you grow up. Um, I guess I started off and was writing that kind of style of mine, which is definitely different to the new single. It's been crazy since releasing Calling Out My Name. I never thought that it would land a major TV series on Netflix or in America. It's crazy to know, and it's one of the main reasons that I love music, knowing that it can reach anywhere and everywhere and you just don't know what's going to happen. Did you get that feeling when you were writing and producing that song that it had that kind of distance in it? No, I I think something that's really important for me is when I'm writing, and I know it's probably different for other people, but when I write a song, I'm not writing it because I want it to do this or like it comes from the heart, like it's written in that moment of time about what I'm feeling. Like I really do see my songwriting as like a therapeutic process and, it, and it's more about how I'm feeling and pouring that out into the song rather than me technically thinking about you know what could be made of it the single itself was mastered by chris over at sterling sound chris is based in new jersey i um i did a lot of research because i recorded it so who actually produced it was rod mccormack who is on the central coast with me our relationship during the song was very direct and in the same room and that sort of thing and we've known each other for quite a few years now when i was looking at getting someone to master it, came across Chris and I saw all the work that he'd done and it's amazing. Like some of the artists that he's, you know, mastered for or that sort of thing, you know, Rihanna, Drake, Lady Gaga. And I really liked, you know, how he'd done those tracks and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to reach out and see if he'd be interested. And it was all just by email and he was really lovely to work with and, yeah, he did an amazing job very happy with both rod and chris can you talk to us about that process of collaboration and how as an artist you got to retain your own stamp on your own song i came to rod i'd written the song like the lyrics melody chords whatever and i came to him and i said you know i want to record this song and i played it for him and i also had a few reference tracks i wanted it to be a sound that I guess was a bit nostalgic, like in the sense that it was still modern, 
like I'm really influenced by older artists such as Fleetwood Mac and that sort of thing. So I wanted to capture that element in a modern way. So I was playing in references of the old songs that I liked and the new ones that I liked and said, you know, this is what's influencing me at the moment. I'd love to create a sound that's somewhere in between that. So that was sort of the process with Rod. As I said, we've known each other for quite a few years now, sort of get what I'm aiming for. And, and it's really easy to say if I don't like something or what I want, I feel like it's, you know, that relationship's really easy to communicate that to. You're taking your time with the songwriting. Are you, in what way are you treating the songwriting process in your daily life? always different so I feel like you can have you know 10 songs or build up at once that might just need to come out or sometimes it's a bit slower and but I tend to write like I come up with melodies and that sort of thing at the craziest of times like I'll be driving somewhere and it pops up in my head and I need to get it down on my voice memos like I think my voice memos is like probably my most prized possession on my phone along with my notes. It could be anywhere that the ideas come up and I think it's important that when they do that you make time wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to get them down because sometimes, you know, you can't remember them and they're gone. I find songwriting really easy for me in the sense that they do just come like that and, and I have to tackle them when they do come up. Like I have to get it out and I feel like when I do that, at the moment that they come, it's a lot easier to just get it out rather than trying to sit down and schedule it and force ride it, I guess. If we focus on the new single, what was germination of that very idea? Where were you at? What was happening when those lyrics started to drop? The the story behind that is I liked my best friend at the time and I, you know, he always told me about this girl that he liked and she wasn't interested and blah, blah, blah. And I always thought, damn, I wish it was me. <laughs> I never said anything, obviously, because I wasn't going to drop that bomb and, and ruin whatever was going on for him. But he always, you know, he talked to me about it. We were like, you know, best friends. And he'd say, oh, she's, not, she's definitely not interested. You know, she hasn't picked up on anything and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that the girl he liked was me. And that was his subtle way of trying to tell me. And I just thought after the whole thing happened, like I wrote it, just after it happened because I just thought it was hilarious that how ironic that I was jealous of myself when I didn't even know it and I was thinking about this girl that he was talking about I'm thinking like how can she you know how wouldn't she like him sort of thing like I could you know I like him why can't he say that but it was a funny thing that I just couldn't help but write a song about. Have you played it to him did you run it past them first? (laughs) Yeah he has heard he thought it was quite hilarious too he was like when I when I sung it to him he didn't realize because I didn't tell him I said do you like this new song and it was just me and piano singing at the time and he was like yeah that's really cool and I was like yeah well kind of about you so I'm glad you like it (laughs) you've mentioned jealousy there what's one of your favorite apart from your own songs about jealousy hmm that's a good question. What is the song that's actually um, – hold on, I'm going to say who it's by. It's actually called Jealous. Okay, so not, not John Lennon's Jealous Guy, which is the first one I thought of. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good too, but by Labyrinth. There we go. Yes, that would be the first song that pops into my mind. 
it's like ad- admiring. It's like I'm jealous of your eyes and and he's like speaking to someone who he loves. It's an interesting take on it. Your music takes a little bit more of a, a, an injection, just, just a tiny injection of angst throughout it, it appears. Is that something that happens in your daily life as well? Is that something that gets you through, having a bit of a, a sandpaper to life? I wouldn't say like in everyday life that I'm an angsty person. Like I like to think that I'm – I feel like I'm quite a bubbly sort of person and – social in that sense but I guess that's what I mean like when I write songs I guess every feeling that I'm feeling whether it's good or bad I would rather write a song about it than talk about it and I guess that's my way of letting it out and that sort of thing so I guess if there's a bit of angst in there that's where it'll be it'll be in a song People are going to ask now that three tunes are out, whether or not an album is on the way. I get a feeling that you might be so diverse in those three songs that you'd like maybe a different body of work or maybe a body of work that's around the latest single. Talk us through that. If there was or is an album on the way, how is that going to fit into the current single and the past songs? So I guess I would say that, you know, because obviously I, I have written a lot of songs that I haven't released. And I guess just growing up, it was, you know, more about finding my sound and, and where I was at at the moment. And that's changed, you know, as I've, as I've got older. But I guess the, the new songs are more similar to I Will Do Anything. And there's still elements of, like, calling out my name in there, depending on if it is, like, a ballad style or a more upbeat, straight sort of pop kind of thing. But there's definitely more that sort of vibe of honing in on nostalgic feel of old music that I love and new music that I listen to. What your favourite over the last few years live performance has been, particularly with the original music, but not strictly so? One of my favourite shows would have to be when I supported Vera Blue. She's one of my favourite artists. When I got that offer to support her, like, I honestly was just so excited. And I, you know, I didn't have any expectations of it. I was just over the moon that, you know, I was supporting one of my favourite artists. And she's definitely been an influence too. It was a local show for me. There was a lot of people in the audience got to see that moment and I guess have seen me grow up and perform, you know, just in pubs and bars and that sort of thing. And it was a nice moment to feel that professional and and see that, you know, like I am doing what I want to do and I guess it was paying off. The crowd was so packed and I know that it was Vera. I'm not going to claim that (laughs) it was for me, but it was so packed. It was just such a good energy. It was really nice and it was a good feeling to get that response to original music, not just covers. It was a really good moment for playing my originals and seeing the response that it got for an audience that I guess liked similar music to me. That was probably one of my favourites. We're talking to those in music talking about life and those in life talking music and more. One of the topics that you wanted to bring up was that of women in the music industry. So let me ask you straight out, how much has gender been part of your musical story? Honestly, it's still a big thing, I think. Like, there's been steps, you know, obviously it's gotten better over time, but it's, it's still a big thing. Like, you go to lineups and it's predominantly, like, male, which there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. The people that I've met are, like, lovely. They're lovely guys, but it's just, it's hard not to notice that there's not the same number of women there even you know stage crew and that sort of thing or sound people I don't think I've met a female sound engineer like 
on a live show yet. It's definitely a weird feeling to, to feel like the old one now. And I guess I remember there was like a lineup where there was riders provided and it was just like all beer and all <laughs> beer boys, like that's the thing. And I remember being like, what if I don't drink beer? Like, can I have a cider or something? Like, I know that sounds really silly, but it was, just, I know that they didn't even, they weren't even expecting a girl to be on that lineup, which I thought was really weird. Like, that was the first time I was sort of like, oh, that's weird that they weren't expecting a girl to be on the lineup. With the Grammy consideration, that's something that's only been changed recently is that you have to have a female person, whether it's the engineer or that sort of thing, involved in the track. They've made this new rule that they have to be involved in the track to be able to get considered. So if it's an all-male thing now, you don't have a chance of getting considered for it. There has to be some female, whether it's a mastering engineer or a producer. That's in America at the moment with the Grammys. They've just introduced that because they noticed that the percentage was, I think, 3% out of the whole entire thing was female, which is really minuscule. How do you feel as an artiste to have that as one of the criterias that your music is based upon? I think, you know, like it's, it's got its pros and cons. I think it's a good step that it's, you know, being pointed out and, and noticed. It's also, I guess it could work in a different way. Like you don't want someone just putting you on because you're a female. Like you want them to obviously appreciate the talent mm-hmm. um, rather than a gender. But I guess it's a good step in recognizing that you know it is an issue and that it's got to be somehow addressed what inspired you to continue as a woman in music was there a particular artiste was there a particular moment was there a particular decision like that of the grammys that you were mentioning just there uh, but in the past that encouraged you to remain in the music industry that may have just been a boys club from any other angle yeah there's Definitely women that have influenced me and inspired me, for sure. Like Stevie Nicks is a great one that I think she's incredible. And even more recently, you know, Dua Lipa. But the experiences that I've had, and and I remember one specifically was, oh, even a couple, like there's been a gig where (laughs) shake one of the guy's hands and he walked straight past me to my drummer and shook his hand and said, hey, you playing blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, like I'm, I'm playing for her. And then he went, oh, sorry. But like it was such an eye roll moment that um happened. And I remember another gig where sound guy was like, no, don't touch, don't touch anything. Like I'll, I'll do it. Like I don't know, it was just felt like I was not capable of doing it or anything. And I guess you do sort of feel undermined sometimes, or I'm just like a dainty girl that can't do anything. I guess, but um, you do definitely get treated differently. But I guess those experiences have made me more determined to just prove that I can do it and that one day they will walk up to me and shake my hand first and, you know, know who I am and, and that sort of thing. That's what makes me more determined to be the female that changes that. And Is there anything else you'd like to share with us, though, about women in the music industry? It was your topic to choice and I want to make sure that we've covered all the grounds that you want to talk about because obviously you are in that prime position of being a singer-songwriter who faces some of those challenges that we're mentioning, but some joys, I'm sure, as well, as being part of an equal community in some regards. It's definitely been 
some highlights. I remember I, I performed at Mountain Sounds Festival for a few years in a row and one of those years, I think it was the last year that I played before they obviously, you know, couldn't do it anymore, was on the Electric Lady stage and it was a stage lined up of just female-fronted acts, which I thought was so cool and so awesome that they did that. Um, they're a really good group that support women in music and it felt really nice to, to meet a bunch of women that were doing the same thing and had the same love and I thought that was a really memorable thing that I've done, which has been female-fronted and it was a nice change in the scene for sure. In our last few minutes, let's take you back to the single and thank you for sharing your thoughts on your topic du jour today. I Will Do Anything is that brand new single that you join us on the back of. I get a feeling that there's a single like every year. What's what's the vibe? Is another single going to drop just as this chat does? What, what's the vibe? What's going on? I, um, I'm actually going into the studio after this to record. It's definitely not going to be a single a year. My plan is this year to release a few more singles for, for this year and then early next year have an EP out as well. So definitely be a lot more to share rather than, you know, one song. All right. Well, let's spill so, the beans. Yeah. You are about to head into that recording studio. That means you are recording music. You are putting those songs that you, as a singer-songwriter, you've been putting forth. Tell us as much as you can where you're at with the recording and what the vibe is. It's a bit more similar to the I Will Do Anything vibe. It's very pop, I think, this one that I'm going to record, this specific one. I'm recording it with Rod again, who did. Uh, he's actually done I Will Do Anything, and he did Calling Out My Name as well. It's a bit of a theme there with the producer. Do we know Rod from somewhere where his mark has been on? Yeah, so Rod, extremely talented. He's well-known here on the Central Coast, and in America as well. He's got his own album and he's his own artist as well. He's married to Gina Jeffries and they're quite known in the country scene. He's produced people like Johnny Cash. Even though my sound isn't country, he obviously does more than that. But he, his style and his genre is country, so he, he's quite known in that scene. When you rock up to that studio today, it really is in the next next few minutes or so. It is close and I'm very wary of the time. What are you looking forward to when you get into that studio? What's that first thing that grabs your musical heart? It's one of those like cosy little studios, you know, wood everywhere and beautiful acoustics and, and velvet couches and it's got that really nice homey sort of feel. My favourite thing in the studio is the grand that they have in the main room, which just sounds absolutely incredible. And it's, I can't help it, but I've got to play it every time I go in. I'm probably really annoying that I do that, but I can't help it because <laughs> I don't have one like that. So it's something that you just get drawn to as soon as you see it and you can't help but just want to play it. Is Rod looking at you doing that, going, okay, if you keep on doing that, the next single will have a piano solo in it? No, because I see him all the time and he does the same thing. Like you'll be holding like a guitar just picking away at it. So I think there's that mutual like you can't help it when it's your instrument. You can't help but just want to be able to play it and you get lost in it a little bit. <laughs> Our time's come to a close because you do need to get to said studio. Alishka, thanks very much for joining Radio Notes. Thank you so much for having me, John. 
brand new tune from our guest called Lying to Myself, and then in July of 2021, another single called Can't Help Loving You. For more details, head to the show notes. Our next guest is a duo called Beryl. <laughs> 